at law school, corporate clerkship recruitment is considered to be especially demanding. Some of the dedicated lawyers who have survived this vicious process are part of an elite squad known as Allens. These are their stories. Hi, it's Rosanna in Geneva and welcome back to Allens Confidential. Today we're joined by two of our very exciting senior lawyers from Brisbane. Nick is a partner in the project and development team and joined Allens as a grad in 2005. While he initially aspired to be an IP lawyer, his first practice group rotation was in infrastructure, which is something that he surprise loved and ultimately ended up doing for the entirety of his career. Nikki is a managing associate. She's in the DNI team, but has also had a circuitous route to getting there because she went through the Melbourne office for a little while before returning to Brisbane, which is where she started. And she initially was in the projects team doing their litigation work. And then after a bit of a firm restructure, wound up in the commercial litigation team, which is now disputes and investigations. She still has the same kind of work, but it's just had a couple of different names. Welcome, Nick and Nikki. So I guess we don't want to break with tradition in our second season. So we've got to start by asking you both, what are your favourite podcasts to listen to? So it's it's Nikki. Um, look, I'm going to be completely honest and say I actually don't listen to podcasts at all. So I have a, a three-year-old, so all of my um, my dedicated listening to, to Apple is really the Wiggles um, and other children's musical bands, but Nick has more exciting life than me, so he might have something. I'm definitely going to like this podcast best of any other. <laughs> <laughs> Steve probably only moderate. Way to the top. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, mine is one called This Is Success, which is a sort of podcast series where it's like a, a deep dive with some sort of successful entrepreneurs in various areas. So, look, it's a bit nerdy, but that's my favourite podcast. Do you have any tips from the podcast? How do we become successful, Nick? <laughs> Teach us. <laughs> well, it seems to be like fail a whole lot of times and lose a whole lot of money. Is huh. It seems to be a common thread. So, <laughs> yeah, really how employed, I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> Excellent. I think that makes us feel better about all of our life choices. All of our failures and mistakes. <laughs> I'm on that track already. <laughs> yeah. The litany that's, that's gone before. <laughs> Uh, so I guess we'll jump into it. I mean, the, the whole point of the podcast, as you guys know, is to share a bit about uh, the firm and what it's like to work here and the kind of people who do work here. So it would be great to know how you both came to Allens and what your experiences were like when you were grads. Sure. Well, look, I started at the firm a fairly long time ago. I was in the grad cohort in 2005 and I've, I've been here ever since. The firm, in many ways, it's changed a lot, but in many ways, it's still the same. So, you know, the the culture of the place, the people, um, you know, the, the environment, all of that, I think, has stayed pretty, pretty constant. But yeah, so I started in as a grad in 2005 and have sort of been at the firm ever since in, in various sort of capacities, but always sort of within the firm and always in Brisbane. So I am like Nick, I'm an Allen's lifer. So I started with the firm um, as a grad in 2007 um, and worked in the Brisbane office for a few years and then um, moved to Melbourne and I was in Melbourne for five years and then moved back um, to the to the Brisbane office after that. But I remember the reason I chose Allen's when I was a summer clerk was that I heard a story that the Brisbane office had a breakout room with beanbags. Do you remember that? Yeah, it did. Which it did. by the time I then came to the firm, it no longer existed. But um, I thought any any firm that's got sort of a cool area where people hang out on beanbags, that seems like a good place to work. Yep, very early 2000s. Correct, yeah. <laughs> like the tech startup craze started at Allen's. Oh, yeah. Was yeah. there a table tennis table as well? 
I, I hoped for a foosball table, but <laughs> neither neither was still there by the time I came. But um, still time. We could bring it back. I, we think yeah. we should. I, I think it's only right. Yeah. It'll make us, you know, more able to understand our Ellen's Accelerate clients at the very least. <laughs> Absolutely. That's true. Well, based on the the experiences you've had, you've both wound up travelling through a couple of different practice groups and Nikki in particular, you've been through a few but always doing the same kind of matters, although the group's names might have changed over the time. Both of you have wound up doing various types of projects work and we we're wondering if you could tell us any interesting stories about the sorts of fun things you get to do as part of a career that involves that kind of industry. Sure. Well, look, one for, one one thing that I find pretty cool is we get to go out to a lot of project sites and see things as they're being built and sort of get get taken around um, by our clients. Um, you know, I remember one recently I was told I had to bring steel cap boots. Unfortunately, the only steel cap boots I had were my wife's that she wore for gardening um, and they were quite scuffed. And um, I then got huge credence when I got onto the site because everyone thought I was like this like, <laughs> weary, like war, war-worn construction guy with these worn steel cap boots. So, you know, that, that was pretty cool. And I didn't really let on, though, on my wife's that we're just using the garden. Probably for the best, yeah. <laughs> um, Have you picked up any of those kind of skills over the time? gardening yeah. skills. Yeah. Well, no, no, being on site. <laughs> I you I haven't picked up any gardening yeah. skills. <laughs> Although he does live on acreage, so I feel like it's something, a skill you're going to acquire shortly. Look, that's true. Acquire or outsource one of the two. Yeah. Um, so, look, I do, I, I practice in construction like Nick, but do more disputes construction work. So we go out onto site in projects all the time, and I always like to joke that um, I get sent to, Basically, um, if, the, if there's a, an awful place in Australia that you can potentially visit, I've, I've been there on a site. <laughs> so probably a, a recent interesting um, adventure was I was with a, a team of lawyers that I took up to a project site um, in a town in far north Queensland and we had gone originally to just go for the night and ended up having to stay for almost two weeks Um on site, so we had no clothes. So we all sort of drove the the family Toyota Camry that we'd rented to the local shopping centre, which only had a big W. So we end, um, ended up having to buy every single flanny that existed in, in Big W and <laughs> wear the exact same clothes, like Alan's twins, for for two weeks. So you, you do get to um, know your colleagues um, quite quite quickly, quite closely. Did it make you feel more like a team? <laughs> One team, one dream. It didn't, make, it didn't make me feel like we were less of a team. <laughs> Do you ever bust it back out for? Well, it was more we just kept playing a game of who wore it better. So that sort of. It sounds like a lot of good Facebook photos coming yeah, out. Yeah, correct, correct. If nothing else, or like good Snapchats. Yeah. Wow. I'm too old to use Snapchat, but I presume <laughs> if I knew how, then yes. Um, oh, don't worry about that, Nikki. I can't use it either, and Geneva's always telling me off about it. I always want to send her snaps. I keep thinking we should have one for the firm and I can run it, the Alan Snapchat, but I'm just not sure how interested oh, people are. I don't know. If I can. <laughs> I can't. the answer to that. <laughs> Is this the next step, podcast to Snapchat? Instagram channel. Yeah, look, innovate or die. <laughs> innovate or perish. <laughs> correct, correct. Got to have a dream. That's right. <laughs> well, I guess let's maybe swing back around yeah. to, to grad recruitment because it's sort of what we are focused on in the podcast. 
In terms of going through the process, we often hear, you know, oh, it's getting way more competitive. I would never have gotten a clerkship. I say that now, even though I didn't clerk really that long ago, but it just seems like we get these really amazing people through the door. So it's obviously a really competitive process, but do you think it was more or less so or less competitive when you were going through and how has it changed over the past couple of years? Look, I think it's always been competitive um, because there's always been a lot of people vying for a small number of spots at a small number of firms. So I think that's that's not changed. But I think what I've certainly seen change is um, people do so much more with their time now, and I think they expect so much more of themselves. You know, you see people who are studying full time and and you know working in the sector, involved in lots of other interesting and cool stuff outside of outside of uni and really sort of well-rounded people. Whereas, you know, I'll admit it, I was a massive nerd. I went, you know, I studied hard at uni, did a bit of work and was otherwise a pretty boring person. <laughs> um, whereas, you know, we're seeing people are much more rounded and, and doing so many more different and cool things nowadays. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's it's definitely less now about your GPA. Obviously, you need to have a good GPA. We we're in the business of, of giving legal advice, so we, we want people to um, be able to do that well. But we're sort of interested in recruiting people who have done fun and interesting things and have um, great personalities and are looking for challenges and, and to travel and do other exciting, um, you know, have exciting adventures, which I think is a really positive thing. Um, it sort of means that there's no cookie-cutter lawyer anymore. Um, people have come with lots of different background and experiences and aims and objectives. And I personally think that's really positive. Yeah. It's, it's boring cool. for all the same. Yeah. And I think it means we, you know, we just get to know so many interesting different people, which, yeah. are, which I think, you know, is great at any workplace, but, you know, it's also good for our clients to have different, to not just have the same person duplicated. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Nick as well, you're the staff partner. How have your experiences with the way that the process itself has changed affected you know, the sorts of things you've just been talking about? So things like the rare recruitment tool and... Yeah, look, I, I actually think we're much more sophisticated now in how we actually go through the process. You know, like rare, for example, I think is awesome because it will... It can pick up blind spots, you know, mm. where, where we might otherwise overlook someone, you know, it can join the dots for us, which I think is really good. You know, I think when we're when we're looking at CVs and we're talking to people, as Nikki said, we're much more interested now in the whole person and the the whole of your experience, not just the little bit that is your GPA. uni score or yeah. the little bit that's your work, but we're interested in, you know, what you as a person are like and, and you know, how well you'd fit within within our, you know, the culture of, of Alan. So yeah, I think it's been it's, it's certainly something that I think we've gotten better at and, and we look at people more multidimensionally now. I mean, aside from my parents who listen to this, we hope that uni students also listen to this. Um, and so, you know, what advice would you give them? You know, we're talking about sort of it's good to be diverse. I mean, what would be one of the key things that you would tell anyone who's applying for a clerkship or starting to think about preparing for that? At the risk of sounding like my mother, I would say be yourself. You know, you need to choose a firm where you're going to be happy working and that a firm that shares the same values and has a similar people um, to you. And, you know, the thing, the reason I chose Alan's My Love Working Here is that, you know, we, we do hard work, but we're really fun and laid back and approachable Um so I, I would say to you, do your research, pick the firm that you think is going to suit who you are as a person because that's where you'll be the happiest. Yeah, look, I, I totally agree with that. And I think, you know, it's really about we just we want to know 
who you are and we want to know you yeah. as, as a whole person and and that's the most important thing you know it's it i've seen a lot of people sort of um, come in interviews and sort of try to be something they're not and, and that's just not what we're after there isn't a single personality type we're after we we just genuinely want to get to know you yeah. and you know and, and you and give you a chance to get to know us and you know we can then decide whether together whether the fit's right or not and we tend to be, you know, things are a lot less hierarchical than they used to be. I'll give you a perfect example, and Nick doesn't know that I'm going to say this. We recently went to a wedding last year of one of Nick's junior lawyers where we were both at the wedding and Nick actually was on the keyboard for when the groom did, he rather than doing a, um, a speech, he he sung, he did a musical number to his husband. And oh, my God. He, yeah, it was really good. You were really good too. <laughs> Thank you. That was <laughs> Like fun. tapping along. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, things have... Um, I think it's great. Like, you know, it, it's a really nice, fun place to work. Mm. And I think we do genuinely like each other. Yeah, that's a while. Or, <laughs> I or don't someone know, I think he's pretending it. very well that she likes me. <laughs> or maybe he just needed someone as a backup behind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that, I'm very glad that you're friends with Speak for Yourself, Geneva. Oh, far out. I just can't even stand you anymore. <laughs> no way. After that story, you should sing at my wedding. That would be so fun. You well, look, we're available for a reasonable fee and advance notice. <laughs> yeah, totally, so, yeah. totally. You've got a lot of time, I would think, to start planning that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is happening now. <laughs> you may regret this later. And then maybe we've got a keyboardist player on hand. <laughs> Nick, can we fly down from Brisbane? How would that work? <laughs> as long as there's a private jet involved, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His concert writer is extensive. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's in the firm policy, but we'll see. <laughs> um, we talked a little bit about what it is that, you know, you sort of go on a journey together, I think, in the recruitment process and what it is that we um, look for in our future grads. I was hoping to pivot to the other side of the equation, which is what is it that you think is important from the perspective of a future grad who's looking at a firm? Uh, we had a chat the other day and we were talking a little bit about the training and development and one of the things, Nikki, that you mentioned that I thought was really interesting was that you think the approach to training has become more sophisticated as well as the approach to recruitment. And I was wondering if you'd be able to talk a bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So we, when I started, we didn't have a formal training program for junior lawyers at all. It was sort of just jump in the deep end, try not to sort of drown and, and you'll learn on the tools, which, look, is, is great and still is a great way to learn. Um, but now we have a much more structured learning and development process for juniors. But I think we also have a more sophisticated way in, in treating our juniors. So we have um, great overseas opportunities that never existed when we were junior lawyers. So um, the grad in my section is about to go to Linklaters. Um, and, you know, we've, we've helped her get that um, secondment and she's amazing and she'll kick awesome goals in London, I've got no doubt. So I think, you know, we really want to invest in our people and if, if, if that means that they want to travel the world and do um, amazing things, then we want to support them in doing that and then hopefully they'll come back. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm sort of thinking about it as a go away, but I just, I think I'd have to come back for the friends and the climate. I thought you meant moving back in with your parents. Like, I've been thinking oh. about it and I'm going to go back home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, just to be clear, that's not good. Nick will never sing at your wedding if you move back in with your parents. <laughs> yeah. I feel reasonably confident I wouldn't be allowed to go back, actually. <laughs> Sorry, but I've cut in. You were thinking about going overseas. Yeah, it's one of those really exciting opportunities that's starting, you know, we're a couple of years into our career as lawyers now and it's 
seems like a great next step to take. So I'm investigating, you know, what jurisdiction might I like to do based on the kind of experience I've had so far. And, you know, ultimately the places where I'd be excited to work tend to be places where it doesn't, you know, that doesn't have a lot of sunshine. <laughs> so it's certainly not a long-term proposition. I promise to come back. <laughs> you should go somewhere where I will be motivated to visit you, somewhere fun. Like I'll come to London. That'll so, be fun. Do you not want to visit me just for me? Well, it depends where you are. <laughs> um, but that's always encouraging to know as well that, you know, it's not just a, a thing that we say. You can, yeah, you can go overseas, it'll be fine, and then no one ever does. So Yeah, I'm starting to get annoyed about it. Too many of my friends are leaving. <laughs> and they come back. Travelling the world. Yeah. <laughs> back to the nest. Exactly. Yeah, and I, look, I think, and I think, look, from my from my perspective, you know, in terms of, yeah, you were saying earlier, what, what as a grad you should be, or a potential grad you should be looking out for. I think it's a case of, you know, think about, think about what it is that you want from your career and the type of experience you want, and you know, and I think look critically at all of the options out there because every firm is subtly, subtly different. I mean, look for me, the reason that I chose Allen's ultimately it was the people. Mm. Um, I. You know, the people and, and the environment, and I know that all kind of sounds fuzzy and wishy-washy, but it was sort of, for me, an intangible thing. It just felt right for me. And I think, you know, you should trust your gut on that um, because, you know, for most people, you find somewhere that just feels right. I think that's right. I've had a lot of conversations with um, prospective clerks and they ask, well, how do you know which firm to go to? And I always preface it by saying, I know this sounds really unhelpful and I'm so sorry, but you just get a feeling yeah, and you just you know, kind of know. You know. It's like finding true love. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's like I, a good day. <laughs> I had the same experience. I remember my first ever, I do so many events over the clock recruitment process and there's heaps of stuff going on. I remember the very first one was at the time called the Twilight Seminar and it was just the one of all of the other firms that I went to go and see in that week or 10 days or however long it was. It was the one that I was really sad when it finished and I was a bit like, oh, I have to go home now. <laughs> Whereas, um, I don't know, it, just, that was only, it was the only time I felt like, oh, I could just stay here forever. I was a bit the same, actually, because at that time I lived quite far from the city in that it would just take, you know, over an hour to get home and at night it took even longer and rah, rah, And so at all these events I'd be checking my phone and thinking what's the time and when is acceptable for me to leave, I don't want to bail too early. And then at Allen's I was like, oh, everyone is leaving and it's quite late and now I haven't even thought about getting home and I should have thought about that at some point. But I was just having really nice conversations with people so I wasn't really thinking about it or keeping my eye on the clock. Mm. Yeah, it's a really intangible thing, I think. And, yeah. you know, and I think, you know, you look around – Allen's, a lot of people have been here their entire careers. And I think, you know, I think for me, that's actually a really important part of, of who we are. It's not to say that that's the path for everyone, but I think, you know, we, we like to be a place where you could happily spend your entire career if that's what you wanted to do. I, yeah. I remember my, when we started as grads, all these people came to talk to us about Allen's and the various points in the induction program. And nearly every partner prefaced their talk with, I remember my first day as a grad at Allen's. And I was like, oh my God, everyone has been here for, you know, 20, 30 years. This is quite impressive to me. <laughs> I think you never forget it though. Look, I remember mm. being nervous and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but look, uh, yeah, I think it's it's a really important time in your career, as you know, it's when you make that transition from being a law student to being a lawyer, and it's you know it's 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 difficult and it's scary, but you know it's also very rewarding, and I think we really try and support support you, you know, as you That's as you make right. that change because it's hard, and and you know you need to be around people that you trust and who you know have your back, and 
you know, and we, we find, you know, even grad cohorts, like I'm, I'm still in touch with most of my grad cohort and they're now all over the world, you know, so it's, you, you develop a real bond, I think, yeah. with the people that you start working with. Yeah. I married someone from my grad cohort, so I'm even worse. <laughs> well, that's good. As as well as, you know, solid legal training and a career, Alan's can provide you with a matchmaking Amazing service. dating service, yes. <laughs> and also, Geneva, I think the option of this is that you are stuck with me. Yeah, Bethany's for life. <laughs> um, I think you're right that it is a really important but terrifying time. So in the spirit of making it as easy as possible, could we please have both of you say to our listeners, hopefully there are multiple of those. Not just my parents. <laughs> if you could give yourself a piece of advice at the beginning of your career or to someone who's just starting out, what would it be? Look, for me, it would be don't worry, you will get it. Because if you're like me, when you walk in the door, you feel like you've got no idea what's going on, that it's overwhelming, that you'll never understand it, that you'll, you know, that you'll, that you'll sort of everyone else knows and knows what's going on and you don't. That's completely wrong. You know, in all likelihood, you're doing fine. Um, you will get there. You just need to give yourself time to do it. I think that's probably someone did give me that advice. You know, um, a few months into to my career, and it's something that I've always remembered. That's good advice. Um, for me, I think it would be that your career is a marathon, not a sprint. So sometimes when you start, you you sort of, I want to become an associate by this time and I want to be a senior associate by this time. And, um, you know, I, I would say that if you get a period, an opportunity to take some time off for travel, take it. If you, you know, like me taking time off to have my son, that was a great experience and I don't regret it at all. So I think you... Um, it's really important to remember it's a long game um, and there'll be pauses in your career and, and they're great opportunities and you should embrace them as well. You, you'll get to the, the end point quickly enough. I think that's really good advice. And I think especially, you know, when you're just starting out and you feel that pressure of, oh, I need to prove myself now and work really hard, I think to keep in mind that, you know, it's a long-term Thing. You yeah. don't need to burn yourself out too quickly. That's a really important thing to have in, in the back of your mind. And if you're more interested in hearing about that, tune in for our mental health episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you both so much for joining us. I think it's always really interesting to get people's perspectives on the process and the recruitment process and just what life at Allen's is like because everyone has a different experience and everyone has a really interesting experience. So thank you so much for joining us. Yes, and for telling us that the secret weapon is really old steel cap boots. <laughs> <laughs> old scuffed steel cap boots. <laughs> right, um, make sure to age mine up properly if I ever <laughs> go to a work site. Good. <laughs> All right, thanks both. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so it's not just my mum.